Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I'm about to read a long chapter. It's 42 verses. But I want to tell you in advance a little bit of what it contains. The first 11 verses have to do with Solomon blessing the people and speaking to the people and talking about the newly dedicated tabernacle. And then Solomon prays an amazing prayer of dedication for about 30 verses. Now, some of this prayer is still in force to this day. It's really a a remarkable prayer. And when I begin it, it starts with the words, Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord and spread out his hands. So you'll know he's about to pray this prayer of dedication. But part of what he prayed was that the Lord would be favorable toward those who prayed facing the tabernacle that he had constructed. And the Lord granted him his prayer request. It includes the Jews and also the Gentiles who will come. They're mentioned in this prayer. And so to this day, friends, you'll find Jewish people and visitors to Israel praying before the the last vestiges of Solomon's temple, the wailing wall, they call it, part of the foundational wall. But they're praying toward the temple. That's what Solomon prays. So let's read now Second Chronicles chapter 6. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he will dwell in a dark cloud. I have built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. While the whole assembly of Israel was standing there, the king turned around and blessed them. Then he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hands has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to my father David. For he said, Since the day I brought my people out of Egypt... I have not chosen a city in any tribe of Israel to have a temple built so that my name might be there, nor have I chosen anyone to be ruler over my people Israel. But now I have chosen Jerusalem for my name to be there, and I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, your own flesh and blood, he is the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded David, my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. And I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. There I have placed the ark in which is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the people of Israel." Then this is where the prayer of dedication begins. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Now he had made a bronze platform five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and had placed it in the center of the outer court. He stood on the platform and then knelt down before the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands toward heaven. He said, Lord The God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants, who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised and with your hand you have fulfilled it as it is today. Now, Lord, the God of Israel, keep for your servant David, my father, the promises you made to him when you said, You shall never fail to have a successor to sit before me on the throne of Israel. 
If only your descendants are careful in all that they do to walk before me according to my law as you have done. And now, Lord, the God of Israel, let your word that you promised to your servant David come true. But will God really dwell on earth with humans? The heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain you. How much less this temple that I have built. Yet, Lord my God, give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence. May your eyes be open toward this temple day and night, this place of which you said you would put your name there. May you hear the prayer your servant prays toward this place. Hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. When anyone wrongs their neighbor and is required to take an oath, and they come and swear the oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act. Judge between your servants, condemning the guilty and bringing down on their heads what they have done, and vindicating the innocent by treating them in accordance with their innocence. When your people Israel have been defeated by an enemy because they've sinned against you, and when they turn back and give praise to your name, praying and making supplication before you in the temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land you gave to them and their ancestors. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, And when they pray toward this place and give praise to your name and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel. Teach them the right way to live and send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance. When famine or plague comes on the land or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, or when enemies besiege them in any of their cities, Whatever disaster or disease may come, and when a prayer or plea is made by anyone among your people Israel, being aware of their afflictions and pains, and spreading out their hands toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, forgive, and deal with everyone according to all that they do, since you know their hearts, for you alone know the human heart." so that they will fear you and walk in obedience to you all the time they live in the land you gave our ancestors. As for the foreigner who does not belong to your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Do whatever the foreigner asks of you, so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your people Israel, and may know that this house I have built bears your name. When your people go to war against their enemies, wherever you send them, and when they pray to you toward this city you have chosen and the temple I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and give them over to the enemy who takes them captive to a land far away or near. And if they have a change of heart in the land where they are held captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captivity and say, we have sinned, we've done wrong and acted wickedly. And if they turn back to you with all of their heart and soul 
in the land of their captivity where they were taken, and pray toward the land you gave their ancestors, toward the city you have chosen, and toward the temple I have built for your name. Then from heaven, your dwelling place, hear their prayer and their pleas, and uphold their cause, and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, my God, may your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Now arise, Lord God, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. May your priests, Lord God, be clothed with salvation. May your faithful people rejoice in your goodness. Lord God, do not reject your anointed one. Remember the great love promised to David your servant. And so, friends, a magnificent prayer. Solomon would have made his father David proud with his wordsmithery, but the prayer was a heartfelt prayer, powerful in its implications for not only the Jewish people, but for all mankind. And so Jerusalem, the place where the Lord had chosen to make his name honored, we'll come back to that. But the first verse is interesting. It says, uh, Solomon said, the Lord has said that he would dwell in a dark cloud. Now, why did he say that? And people have have often wondered about this verse. You have to remember that originally chapter 5 and chapter 6 had no division between them. And so in chapter 5, it ended with the cloud, the glory cloud of the Lord coming, the presence of the Lord manifested in a cloud. So he's, he's referring to this cloud, this cloud of glory that now fills the temple. The Lord has said that he would dwell in a dark cloud. doesn't mean the Lord likes darkness as opposed to light. It's that he hides himself in the cloud, in the glory cloud. In verse 3, while Solomon is um, standing before the whole assembly of Israel, he turns around and blesses them. I like that. It's a thing that I often do. I often bless the crowds that stand before me when I minister. And then he begins to talk about the name of the Lord. He says, um, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who said, I have not chosen a city in any tribe in Israel to have a temple built so that my name might be there, nor have I chosen anyone to be ruler over my people Israel. But now... I have chosen Jerusalem for my name to be there. Now, this is a huge and monumental thing. Back in the Torah of Moses, the Lord prophesied through Moses that he would one day make a place for his name to be honored, that there would be a place of pilgrimage that the Jewish people would have to go regularly to worship the Lord. And this is now the place. Jerusalem has been chosen. He goes on, Solomon speaking in verse 7, My father David had it in his heart to build a temple For the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you're not the one to build the temple. But your son, your own flesh and blood, he's the one who will build the temple for my name. And so he continues with the exaltation of the name. Solomon takes a position of prayer. He kneels down before the whole assembly. He spreads out his hands toward heaven. And he has a special request concerning praying toward the temple. He says, Lord, hear the supplication of your servant and your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. Now, this was um, a tradition. It's still a tradition among many religious Jews today to pray toward the temple in Jerusalem. You may recall from the book of Daniel that three times a day he would kneel down and face Jerusalem from captivity in Babylon and pray. It's related to this prayer of Solomon. And then foreigners, those that are not Jews, are included in this magnificent prayer. I was not born Jewish, but he was praying for me as well. He said, verse 32, 
As for the foreigner who does not belong to your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and do whatever the foreigner asks of you so that all the people of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your own people Israel. And so friends, that is a magnificent prayer. Of course, we can pray in our hearts to Jesus wherever we are, but it certainly doesn't hurt to remember Jerusalem and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray that once again the, the manifested presence of God would rest on that temple mount. Pray once again that Israel, the people of Israel, the sons of Israel, would come streaming to the Lord in our generation. And so, Lord, we bless the Jews. We bless Israel. We bless the temple mount. We pray that once again your presence would be manifested there. We pray, Lord, that you would make us a temple for your name, that we would be known as servants of the Most High God, that the name Jesus would be on our lips. Lord, I pray specifically for myself and for anyone else who would adopt this prayer. I ask you, Lord, that the last words that I say would be blessing the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that the word Jesus would be the last word I speak on this side of the grave, and it would be done in honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.